Welcome to the Edge Up Podcast with your hosts Reed and Glenn from Hawaii Trading Academy. Well, guys, Reed and Glenn here. Thank you for tuning in. In this episode, we're going to dive into four major regrets that we've come across in trading and what they are. So, hope you learn from this and take some value. Let's get into it. Regret, regret, man. We heard that term, right? Where was that movie that um, back in the day, the guy got the tattoo on his collarbone? No regrets. <laughs> no regrets. Regrets. <laughs> So let's tie that in like that. I'm sure both of us have stories of regret getting into trading. You know, um, today we want to cover four of the biggest regrets that we've made in our trading career and also shared with many experienced traders and successful traders throughout our time and our research. You know, because trading, we know that it's good and investing is highly lucrative, lots of risk but it's very rewarding as well. But because but without risk, there's no rewards, no challenges, right? So, um, you know, reading, doing our research, learning on this journey, we've learned that many, many seasoned traders, just because you start getting into Wall Street, you trade for a reputable firm and you're a professional, um, you're still human at the end of the day. And... We see traders that have made costly mistakes. And of course, they would take it and they would learn from it. So we want to just go ahead and share that with you folks. And the thing is that with Pete, with these great traders, the thing that separates them from the average or beginner or retail trader or independent traders like ourselves it's that they use their regrets and turn them into lessons. They really dissect, they roll, roll back everything, re, uh, rewind and just understand, okay, what was my feelings there? How, why did it make that decision? How did that happen? And so by unpacking these four uh, big regrets that we, we hope to share with you guys and to avoid or at least be aware you know, you may not avoid it. Maybe you need to go through it so you can learn yourself. But our idea, our goal tonight is to just be able to share these and help you guys gain a more understanding knowledge of the markets. Yeah, before we, we get into really the four points to put out a definition out there of regret. So we're all on the same page here. Regret is the emotion of feeling sad. It's repentant. It's uh, disappointed over a specific choice. Maybe it's a missed opportunity or it's something that we did and we regret doing that or we wish we could take it back. So, I mean, we're going to this emotion of just feeling sad or disappointed over an outcome in, in trading. It's, it's so relevant to all markets, all traders. And so when we when I hear I know when I hear the word regret, I'm like, oh, don't live or live life without regret. You know, that I hear that a lot. It's a lesson that I really uh, believe in. But when we're looking at trading, think of it as more instead of regrets, you know, think of them as, as lessons. That's what uh, we like. I like to uh, look at it from here on out. But like, let's, uh, yeah, let's hit the first one, man. Let's hit that first regret that most people have. Yeah, starting out, right? in trading well whatever attracted you guys to the markets my i myself i saw trading as a vehicle that the wealthy use of course 
you come in I'm like yo i need to make money i see a lot of these guys making money wolf of wall street you know the big short all these big guys they're they're just swinging and killing right and just banking lots of money and so the the point of not being realistic when coming into trading that was a big regret um many traders i myself we regret or we didn't have proper mentors or education going into this therefore we set our own conclusion create our own little world or expectation on what's supposed to happen like hey i'm gonna telling my wife hey, i'm gonna start trading tomorrow we'll be retired we'll be on a vacation you know but obviously that that's not realistic um but because we just don't understand that what's involved with achieving these returns, what's involved with dealing with the market. We don't understand that. So setting realistic goals and targets and realistic, like just being present with what the market is telling you or being at this time, that's going to be crucial to understand. And that's going to be crucial for you guys to continue and trade for the long term. Um, of course, all we want to see is profits, profits day in, profits day out. We put together spreadsheets. We start doing the compound calculator um, calculations. I'll be like, okay, all I need is 1% every month for the rest of my life. And I will be good. Right? Read you, you. I'm sure you calculated some stuff. Like, oh, all I gotta do is make this much every day. I'm good. Oh yeah, absolutely. Run the numbers. Always running the numbers. You know, seeing what I'm gonna buy with my trading profits without actually thinking about livelihood and expenses of of that nature. You know, especially right. in a place like Hawaii. You know, like the median house is constant price of a house is constantly going up. Like I think it's seven fifty now, $750,000. It's more bro. I think it's probably more million. Yeah. Bro, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, but you know, I mean, that's, that kind of beats the point right there is like all this fancy, beautiful stuff we see on like social media or YouTube. Um, a lot of it's either fake. A lot of it's rented. A lot of it's mom and dad's money or like some lucky windfall or some of it's just straight up frauds you know and uh mm -hmm. i think that's it really caused especially like being realistic you're thinking oh wow i could get a lambo in six months you know i'm gonna be living in a penthouse in six months or a year within a year watch me mom you know and i kind of want to touch on this too is we're seeing a lot of social media leaning into positive toxicity and what i mean by that is Oh, no, you're setting your limits that you can't do that in six months. Now, that's true, right? But like being realistic here, as far as like it's it's dependent on every single trader. It's like you can't sell someone who's had a trouble with a family background. You can't tell them, hey, everything will be good. In six months, you're going to be a millionaire. You're going to be making a lot of money. So there is that toxic toxicity that can leak into the positive aspect of of you know always see opportunities always um you know they say like being realistic sets limitations but with trading it's a completely different different scenario you know have that also, positive mindset also, say say i'm uh, like i wake up like i'm i'm starting to trade i follow all these great 
trading pages, all these positivity, these motivating thing. I set my target. I'm be, I'm going to be make full-time trader in six months, Reed. How does that, how does that thought influence my trading? Uh, well, in my mind, there's always opportunities, but does every opportunity fit your plan? Does it, is it always good to be trading? And the answer is realistically, no. And I think that's another thing going into, hey, um, every, like we said, every single day, I need to make this amount. There's people out there, traders out there who are saying like, oh, I made another hundred today. I made another hundred today. I made it, you know, and I mean, it's not just the hundred. They're talking thousands and thousands of dollars in a single day. It's just, that is not realistic. No trader is making money every single damn day of their entire trading existence. Okay. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna call anyone out who thinks that's possible like it's not so there's going to be losses there's going to be drawdowns like that's every single trader's realistic approach and to, just to add that last point you know yeah. unless you're goldman and jp morgan they make money every day man <laughs> so they can yeah, different yeah. market classes i guess <laughs> right like different structure maybe different way it's built they, they probably rigged the market for themselves. Who knows? That's just a, uh, <laughs> just throwing it out there. Opinion. Um, yeah. yeah. Going back to our point two. So that was number one, being realistic with coming into trading point two, not managing risk properly. This was a big one for me. I felt like this one held me back for my first year of trading. Why? Because, you know, I could say it was one of my biggest mistakes because I had almost zero understanding of risk management, managing a trade, putting it in your bet. What I was taught was like, okay, go ahead and risk eight pips or eight ticks on this trade. And then, you know, if it doesn't work out, then you lose eight pips. But I didn't understand the whole concept of why, uh, you know, how do I manage my position when i'm going to draw down compared to how do i manage my position and risk size during a winning streak you know how do i do it when i'm in a losing in a slump how do i trade that how do i know that my mental capital is okay where i can go ahead and size up my positions you know those are just different questions that i haven't discovered until a few years after into trading you know, because my, you know, me not understanding risk management, of course, it led to big losses. And what does big losses lead to? Me feeling bad, me feeling sad, having that regret, like, oh, I shouldn't have taken that trade. Shoulda, woulda, coulda, right? But if you had proper risk management and you lose that trade, and if it's according to your stats, then you should just continue on. You know, you 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 start building that uh, consistency muscle, having that trust and faith into your system, and understand that okay, the market is is um, in a different phase right now. It's a different environment. You know, where my um, strategy will not perform the way it would perform on the normal day. Right, so. That for me was was a big regret, not understanding risk properly. Yeah, when I first got into the market, man, I had no idea or no concept of risk. It's kind of 
bounces off of that first topic i mean our first point being realistic i was not realistic i thought i was i think i was trading with the 300 count i was like i can make a thousand dollars like let's go and uh i mean i made like 15 percent off of my very very first position ever trading forex and i was like trying to emulate that again and then, of course chasing that feeling chasing that win ended up costing a lot more than that win but is because I didn't understand risk. I didn't understand it until, you know, later in my career, how, how risk is important. And like you were saying that that's the key aspect is like, I think between the fourth one and our fourth point that we'll bring up in this point, it's probably the biggest regrets or biggest things that happen. Now, one thing about regret, right? I could tell you a story. I was trading the election that Donald, when Donald Trump won that election and i'm not political i wasn't into politics i wasn't like voting or anything but i placed the trade i guess that was my vote so i went bullish on it just the usd and just to see what would happen no risk just no stop loss just let that thing fly and uh i was up for like the very first five minutes and i was like oh my god i was on the phone with my friend i was like bro i'm looking like i'm up a thousand dollars like dude this is like i'm i got it and then I uh, immediately lost it right within the same breath, like within the same five minutes, it just tanked. Right. And I lost, before you I lost hung up the phone. <laughs> oh yeah. Before the, before the phone ended, the conversation ended. I'm like, I'm, and then I, immediately I'm like, I'm an idiot. I should have not done that. I knew what I was doing the whole time. And anyway, it comes, I was not managing my risk. I was allowing emotions to take over. And that's a, that's just something i and I, I took that regret and I made it a lesson my lesson is to never trade during high value news announcements like an election. So I'll never trade an election. You'll never find me trading an election. And that was based off of that that experience I had. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, just to sum up that point, having zero risk management, you might as well go Vegas, man. Pretty much, pretty much. Hit the yeah, you're gambling, bro. That's straight <laughs> up. That's yeah. fact. That's fact right there. The third point, third point of have our biggest trading regrets, not having enough patience. Patience, patience, patience. You see, there's a theme here, guys. There's a theme here where we are listing things with not even, oh, having the right strategy. Oh, uh, the markets, you know, how much money you need to have in trading. No, these are things about ourselves. <laughs> if you notice a theme yet. All right. So number one, three, not having enough patience. Oh, like for me, I it was it was a big thing that I had to deal with because I always felt like I needed to be in the markets, right? Yeah, same, uh, same. Yeah, same for you. Well, what do you they call it? Like tra uh, chart porn, where you're just constantly glued to the charts, even though you yeah. don't have position in. You're just watching the damn thing, and then more so. When you do have a position in, you're like, you, you just develop this thing where this bad habit where you have to have the chart open because you feel like, well, this is for me speaking. Like, I felt like, okay, I have somewhat control over the market that I'm watching it. You know, like you're watching your dog. You think it's going to behave because you're watching it, right? So it's kind of like the superstition you remind me of like, oh, my team lost because I wasn't watching the football game or basketball game. Oh, they lost because, you know, it's like it's like that mentality, like, oh, 
I I gotta monitor my trade a hundred percent of the time. It's like that's an excuse, right? And it's that this you know how that meme is, or, or you know, t- tell me you're a beginner trader without telling me you're a beginner trader. <laughs> if you have your charts open all the time, I was at the food court the other week. At, all, uh, at the mall, I was getting food, and I saw this guy sitting at the table. He had his lunch out, but he had his laptop out as well. And he's sitting with a friend, and that guy could not even make eye contact with his friend. His friend's talking to him. He's stuck on the charts. And then, you know, I looked. I think it was a crypto chart or whatnot, but it was like on a five, one-minute chart frame, time frame. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, dude, you learn. Yeah, I mean, it works for some people, but I think for the most part in our experience, we know that the one minute, five minute, yeah, you know, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't work too, too profitable in our, in our experience, but to each their own. Yeah. If it works, yeah. it works. Yeah. I think uh, one thing with my patients, I was just thinking about this is like how, when I first started trading, I would just cycle through 24 pairs, just tick, tick down my down arrow. I'm like, no position, no position, no position. And then as soon as I hit 24, I'd go back to one and start it all. We're talking like in, in 30 minutes, man. I'm like doing it all over again, doing it all over again. I'm like, now I'm at that point where I'm like, okay, if there's no one time through, there's no opportunity. Okay. I'm going to give it an, an hour, check back in an hour minimum, you know? So, I mean, sometimes it'll be four to six hours later, just dependent on the market and my lifestyle, you know? So I think that, uh, just walking away from the desk will help build patience, you know, but I mean, yeah, that's, that's a huge, I would say that's a huge regret, especially for, for setups. Well, set- what about extreme patients though, Glenn? Like say a trader stays up all night watching a position and like they need to be glued on. Is there a justification where like, Hey, I need to be at the charts or is there like, no, you can have patience and, away from the charts or does patience mean i always have to be, you know what i mean like what are you what are your interpretations to this i mean in that particular scenario if the trader isn't comfortable enough to be away from his desk his or her desk when having a having a trading position in a risk uh, a trade on there's a few things, right? That stands out to me. I mean, this is speaking from my experience. Either you have too big of a size in your in that trade, risk meaning um, you're going to be devastated if you lose that trade. Um, two, you, you formulate some sort of conclusion in your own bubble where you feel whatever conclusion it is, you feel like you need to be there watching your position, you know, but I think it's going to be, it. Kind of, this is going to be leading to the last point, but, you know, at the end of the day, like for me, this, this having the patience, um, what comes to mind is me being able to wait for the proper setups, having confirmation, having that confirmation signal, and then be like, okay, it's it's go time, right? Aim or ready, aim, fire. I was at fire, aim, ready, you know? So the, just being able, like, 
when I think about it, looking back at my um, trades, I would save much more money by being a bit more patient, letting those trades confirm and then get in rather than try to pre-jump the market to go ahead and get in. I still have though that kind of that feeling to this day. You know, I'll fight with myself, but I know that I'm aware of it and I have it. I do a self-talk before I take any action upon it, you know, to validate that if I get in, that means I have a, a valid signal to get in. Like, if it makes sense, yeah, like if I could speak it out loud as, as what I'm looking at and it's making sense to what I'm hearing, then yeah, I, I should place the trade. I think uh, as I'm hearing you you talk, it kind of makes me think patience is broken up into two things, right? Two, two parts of patience when it comes to trading. One, you're waiting for that dependable opportunity, that probable opportunity to show up. And you're, so that's the first part of patience. Second, patience is okay, you're in that trade. Now it's like almost set and forget. You got to let the trade run. I, I have my stop loss set. I have my profit target if I set a profit target, or you know, you set your levels. And then at that point, you should be able to have patience. It's like it, patience has to be built into your plan, it has to be built into your system, right? I mean, that's part of the, these all go together. It's, it's pretty yes. funny, like risk management, yes. patience. You know, you need both to go hand in hand. And so, I mean, but yeah, like. Uh, yeah, if you're, so it just brought me up to that. Um, this the story that goes with delayed gratification, folks. How do you <laughs> that that simple test that they perform? I think it was in Harvard or something. They performed it on kids and they put two marshmallows or they put a marshmallow in front of them. And they told them, if you can wait five minutes, you'll get a second marshmallow. Right. If you eat it, then you only get one. And so a lot of, they made the correlation. If you haven't heard this story yet, they made the correlation where they took that group of kids. They did the, the people, the kids who did wait for that second marshmallow, they tracked them, you know, after college and when they got into the careers and they compared them to the children who did not have patience or did not have delayed gratification and as an average or as a whole, that group of kids that had delayed gratification, they were a bit more successful in life, you know? I think they measured it by like net worth, like what they, they made. Some became doctors and, you know, lawyers and all that. Well, those who couldn't do the delayed gratification, they, were, they were, weren't as successful jobs right i'll just leave it at that because i can't really remember specifically what it was but yeah it's a very fascinating study and i mean i think that's something that we we as traders should really take note of with delayed gratification and bouncing off with having patience as well yeah that kind of just lines up with your second part yeah. of of waiting for the trade to unfold you know you're in it and it's either going to go both two ways it's going to hit your stop or it's going to hit your target or, you know what I mean? So, so that, that, that was a good, that was a good way to um, tie it in there. And the last point of our trading regrets is to, is not keeping a trading journal, not keeping a proper journal, not documenting at all. 
um and you know that's that's key because we feel that it's your it's that's your learning tool especially in this er, the early stages of trading you know what can you say you're a year into trading and you don't have a journal how can you measure your progress oh but glenn i'm making more money okay that's great but you know how how are you going to get better as a trader how are you going to improve how do you define those those weak links in your trading system your approach your mindset your risk management how do you find those without documenting without tracking your trading this this is like my biggest regret for real is like not doing a trading journal the moment I placed my very first trade because I feel like that even like owning up part of it is owning your mistakes in trading and that's not easy to do and I'm a reflection of like how hard that was for myself because I didn't really get into journaling journaling until like 2015 then I lost it because of my brokerage brokerage shutting down which is the FXCM in the US and then I couldn't get my my trading journal from them so just having it on your own excel available offline even with your notes that you have and the screenshots that you take on your own hard drive like that is that is invaluable man like imagine like Warren Buffett passing away and then he has a trading journal like how much would that go for right if he documented every single trade and his emotions i'm talking like i'm sure you could find financial records of like the trades that they make but like i want to know what mr buffett was thinking the moment he placed this trade or what was he going through and how did he overcome certain things because only a journal is a pure reflection of your own consciousness that you were going through at that time and then even subconscious traits will appear and that's why trading journal is so important we really mentioned brett steenberger a lot and i mean he goes into why just journaling is important because it it does bring out the subconscious beliefs and the subconscious patterns that we can't identify consciously and the only way we'll be able to identify that is when we keep those journals and we look back at those journals and we contrast from last year to current year okay, what was I doing differently or how can I be doing better? And again, trading your trading journal is going to answer so many questions. Yeah, definitely. Like if I was to choose, like if I had to learn, if I, got, I was able to learn from a great trader like Mr. Buffett, right? And say, you know, you only can spend only so much physical time, especially with those, those kind of people. But if we got our hands on his trading journal, boy, like I would study the heck out of that. I would just almost toss away all the uh, courses and stuff I got. And I would just really? focus on that. powerful, yeah. huh? Bro. You know, yeah, so tapping, I guess like the importance tapping, of, yeah. You're tapping you're, into okay. their mind. You're tapping into their mind. You're understanding it from their point of view. And to me, that kind of data you know like give me you can do all these studies but if you show me the step by step on how they came up with this conclusion and how 
they were to execute it and what their plan was and their their mind frame was at the time so valuable really yeah. like yeah like i, I said second that like yeah journals could in the future could be worth a lot of money because nowadays there's so many great traders that are popping up out of the woodwork because of the accessibility it's so easy to jump on any market and trade now there's not i think in certain countries there's a cap to trade stocks specifically but i mean i'm thinking the bar to enter the forex market for example is really low even the options market i hear so i mean just uh there's going to be so many traders out there so many greats that come up over the next 10 years that, to be able to tap into their trading journal and then imagine them like i don't have one or i don't i didn't keep accurate data like that's lying, uh, bro. you lying <laughs> that's it's sad like you know because there's that's one way to help future traders as well is like hey just take a look at my trading journal take a look at our thoughts on certain aspects like and see what you can pick and choose and apply to your your own trading you know i think everyone's journal could help everyone else out in an idealistic world <laughs> <laughs> absolutely we could go on and on bro like you just you just got me started on this thing um right to to sum it back up when having our the four biggest regrets when we started trading was not being realistic right when when jumping into trading not setting realistic goals and you were expecting way something way different than what the market's actually going to present you when you start trading uh, managing risk properly and having zero manage uh, risk management knowledge experience not knowing that that is a crucial pillar in your trading approach not having enough patience that, that goes in with psychology that goes in with edge right and not keeping a proper trading journal if you guys were to just work on those four things you can speed up your learning curve that much faster you will get a gain a great understanding gain a great uh, perspective on having the correct mindset into having a successful trading journey any last words bro before we wrap this up just going off that last point about the trading journal importance uh glenn mentioned we could go on for another hour or two just talking about journaling and the importance of it so we actually have an episode episode 18 we dive in deep into why journaling is important and the why we need to do it as traders so take a look listen to that episode 18 um but other than that, man, that, that's all I got. You'll find that in our link notes, our, our notes of this episode. So thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate you guys' time and stoked to do this, this next one, man. Awesome. Yep. Give us a follow. We are on the so all the social media channels at Hawaii Trading Academy. Uh, check out our website, hawaiitradingacademy.com, hawaiitradingacademy.com. Whether you're looking to improve your trading mindset and growth, we'll provide you with the tools, tips, and inspiration you need to make your next breakthrough. So tune in and let's edge up together.